Highland Falls, El Paso, Clarksville, Watertown, and from other important military capitals around the globe. Eye on Defense brings the top military and defense issues into focus. Eye on Defense is proudly sponsored by Big Sarge Pre-Owned TA-50 Emporium and The Last Hope Jewelry and Pawn. And now, citizens of Earth, brace yourselves for the next episode of Eye on Defense. Defense, 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 defense. All right, we're back, everybody. This is episode 154, I think. And this is 15 August. I'm sure about that. <clears throat> and I got about eight stories tonight. It's that time of year again, I guess, where we have the top 100 defense companies in the world. It always comes from defense news. I still get it in print. I just got the August 23 edition today in the news in the mail. And uh, I guess we'll start with that. And then there's some Ukraine stuff. And uh, anyway, we'll hit it in a minute. So there are about eight stories. We'll start with the top 100 first. This is, again, from the print, uh, August 23 print edition from Marjorie Sesner, C-E-N-S-E-R. Uh, I won't spend a lot of time on this. There's 100. I'm not going to go over all 100. I'll probably do top 10, then top, and then 19 through 20. Um, actually, 11 through 20. And then... Some honorable mentions, I guess. Uh, so a little bit, some text here. The apex of the Defense News Top 100 for 2023 might look familiar. The stability of the defense market is reflected in the top nine companies on the list, all which were in the top 10 last year, only the order is slightly shifted. Uh, Boeing drops down to fifth spot. They were in third last year. Now they're in fifth. This is the lowest ranking since they placed fifth in 2018. Ukraine's Ukro, I can't even say it. There's a Ukraine company called Ukro something prom moved up 24 spots to 65th place. Uh, just over half the companies on the list are U.S. 31 of them are based in Europe. There's no Russians on the list this year because they did not respond to requests for information. And some private companies with significant defense revenue, such as General Atomics, I think they do a lot of uh, aerial drone stuff. They opted not to provide data. Is there any more I want to talk about on that? <clears throat> yes, one more. The data for the top 100 list comes from information defense news solicited from companies, from companies' annual reports, from analysts, and from research by Defense News, the Institute for Strategic Studies, uh, Spade Indexes, and Oliver Wyman. That's enough on that. So here's the top f uh, top five. Number one, uh, Lockheed Martin, number two, RTX, which is Raytheon, number three, Grumman, Northrop Grumman, number four, Aviation Corporation of China, and number five is Boeing. So the first four are U.S. companies. I take that back. The first three are U.S. companies, Lockheed, RTX, and Northrop. Uh, aviation industry of China is obviously from China. Boeing is from the United States. Number six is General Dynamics. Number seven is BAE. That's U.K., Number eight is China North Industries Group Corporation Limited, China. Number nine is L3 Harris, United States. And number 10 is China South Industries Group Corporation. So in the top 10, you have six U.S., three China, one U.K. Now we'll go to 19 through 20. Oh, we might as well talk about it. So the number one company is Lockheed Martin. They made $63 billion, $334 million on defense 
last year. 96% of their revenue comes from defense. The year before, they made 64, 458. So they actually lost money, 2% according to this. $64 billion, man. It's a lot of do-re-mi. RTX, Raytheon, 39.6. Northrop Grumman, 32.4. Aviation Industry of China, 30.9. Boeing, 30.8. That's your top five. Now we'll go 11 through 20. Let's see. Leonardo from Italy is 11. Airbus from Netherlands and France is, Netherlands and France is 12. Number 13 is HII, Huntington Ingalls. I think they make ships. That's the United States. Thales, France is number 14. China Aerospace Technology Corporation, China is number 15. Number 16 is Laedos, L-E-I-D-O-S, United States. <clears throat> number 17 is Amentum, United States. Never heard of them. Number 18, Booz Allen Hamilton. Number 19, they're from the United States, of course. Number 19 is Rheimatol, Germany. And number 20 is Dassault Aviation, France. So out of the 19 through, uh, I'm sorry, 11 through 20 is four United States, one Italy, one China, two France, one Netherlands, France, and one Germany. Rheimatol, hear about them all the time. So here's some honorable mentions, and I say honorable mentions in that we, whenever we do our stories, these companies seem to come up all the time, besides the big five, right? Uh, I just cherry-picked them. So Elbit Systems, we talk about Elbit a lot. They're from Israel. They're number 21. Yep. Moved up 10 spots from 31. Uh, Hanwha, South Korea, they are number 26. Moved up four spots. Mm, Let's see what else. Saab, they make the in-law. And Carl G, they're 33. They moved up two spots from 35. Couple more here. Oshkosh, they just lost a contract, right, to uh, make JLTVs. They are at 46. They didn't move anywhere. They were 46 last year. What else do I got? Uh, Korea Aerospace. Korea Aerospace, South Korea, they're at 56. They were at 59 last year. I think Turkish Aerospace, don't they make the uh, TB2? Uh, they're at 58. They came up, uh, they came down, they were 67, now they're 58. Konsberg from Norway, we talk about those guys a lot. They are at 61 from 69. And we'll go to the first one. All these are billion-dollar companies, revenue, billion, all of them. And the first one that hits in the millions is number 65, and that's that Ukraine company. They are at, no, that's not right. The first one that hits revenue from defense into millions is company called Viasat, United States, 979 million. And they're at number 73. So if you're 72 to 1, you're making over a billion dollars in in defense. Anyway, I think I'm reading this right. All right, I'll move on. Next, I will go to Ukraine. This is from a couple of days ago, actually 14 14 August, the Biden administration announces additional security assistance for Ukraine. 14 August, of course, this is a DOD release. Uh, Today, the Department of Defense announced, yesterday, additional security assistance to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. This announcement is the Biden administration's 44th tranche of equipment provided from DOD inventories. 
since uh, August of 21. It includes additional air defense munitions, artillery, tank ammunition, anti-armor weapons, and other equipment. Capabilities in this package is $200 million. Not a lot of money compared to the others, but here's what you get for $200 million. Uh, additional munitions for Patriot air defense systems, additional ammunition for HIMARS, mine clearing equipment and systems, 155 millimeter and 105 millimeter artillery rounds, 120 millimeter tank ammo, tube launched optically tracked wire guided tow missiles. They never listen, right? It's wireless, but we'll drive on. Javelin and other anti-armor systems and rockets. Let's see. Tactical vehicles to tow and haul equipment, water trailers, over 12 million rounds of small arms ammunition and grenades, demolitions, demolition munitions for obstacle clearing, spare parts, maintenance, and other field equipment. And that's what you get for $200 million. Again, with the 155 stuff, right? And it just so happens we have two 155 stories here, back to back. We'll start with this one first. Which one should I start with? Uh, I'll do this. I'll do the uh, EU one. So EU delivers Ukraine 224,000. 224,000 shells under ammo plan. This is from 12 August from the staff from Defense Post. The EU has delivered Ukraine 223,800 shells, 155. The assumption is, right? Wait a minute. I think it says 155. Got to be 155. Uh, 223,800 under the first plan to provide a million artillery rounds to aid Kiev's Fight against Russia, spokesman said on Friday, last Friday. Earlier this year, the 27-nation EU pledged to step up supplies of much-needed artillery shells to Ukraine as Kiev forces face shortfalls. It agreed to a 2 billion euro plan to raid their stockpiles and place joint orders for shells and a bid to deliver a million shells over 12 months. <clears throat> Excuse me. Under the first stage of the plan, running from February 9th to May 31st, 1 billion euros was earmarked to reimburse members roughly half the cost of shells provided from their existing arsenals. Uh, here's a quote from EU spokesman Peter Stano. Member states have delivered 223,800 artillery ammunition, long-range self-propelled precision-guided ammunition, as well as mortar ammunitions, and 2,300 missiles of all types. That's from EU spokesman Peter Stano. In February, several EU capitals were already skeptical about vowing to hit a million, fearing they would fall short. Under the second part of the plan, EU's defense agency is negotiating joint procurement contracts with European manufacturers for 155mm howitzer shells and missiles. In total, the EU and member states say they have spent some 20 billion euro on supplying weaponry of all kinds to Ukraine. And that's end of story. So there's a 155 story. I said it before and I'll say it again. I'll probably not. Maybe I'll keep saying it. I don't know. I think that was the story of the year last year in 2022 was 155 ammo. The biggest little story. How about that? Here's another 155 story from the United States. If I can find it. Here we go. Again, from Defense News. I'm sorry. Defense News. Defense Post. 15 August. Ender Bish. We do a lot of his stories. U.S. plans the threefold hike in 155-millimeter shell production. That's from today, 15 August. The Pentagon is planning an over-threefold increase in production of 155-millimeter artillery rounds from next year. The United States plans to produce 80,000 rounds per year from the current 24,000. That's three times, man. Uh, Pentagon Press Secretary Brig Brigadier General Pat Ryder said last week. Here's a quote from General Ryder. 
So in terms of 155, we provided to date over 2 million 155 millimeter ammunition rounds to Ukraine since the start of the fight. We've also enabled a rapid increase in 155 millimeter ammo production. So from 14,000 a month in February of 22 to approximately 24,000 currently. And we plan to be over 80,000 a month in the following year. Damn. So 20, in February of 22, they were producing, they, we, United States, 14,000 a month. And in two years, 80,000 a month. Tell you what, man, when the United States puts their mind to something, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Uh, here we go. The uh, United States has seen a dramatic increase in the production of 155 million rounds since the start of the war. However, Ukraine's artillery shell requirement far outstrips supply with the daily consumpt- consumption of six to 8,000 155 millimeter shells. Uh, to bridge the gap, Washington in July announced the delivery of controversial cluster munitions to Ukraine as an alternative. We talked about that. To increase production, the United States is requiring new production lines to be open for shells and charges. And that's from our friend, Assistant Secretary of the Army for Acquisition Logistics Technology, of course, the Honorable Doug Bush. He said that last week. He also said additionally investment is required in packing the shells with explosives. Uh, another quote, so all these things have, have so all of those things do have to come together, Bush said. There are always risks in that, but I think we're getting the resources, getting on contract, and just working really closely every day with our industry partners trying to help them knock down barriers to get there. I'm glad Bush is on our side. That's all I'll say about that. All right, moving on. Let's see what else. That's my second one five. Here's a Sweden story tied to Ukraine. Two more Ukraine stuff. Uh, what am I doing on time? 13. Sweden, here we go. So Sweden to donate ammunition, spare parts worth 300 million to Ukraine. This is from Defense Post. Third story in a row from those guys. From the staff, 15 August, Sweden's government said Tuesday that it would donate to Ukraine ammunition spare parts from previously donated weapon systems worth $300 million. That's U.S. Uh, speaking at a press conference, Defense Minister Powell Johnson said the military aid package, Sweden's 13th to Ukraine, would include ammunition and spare parts valued at $313 million U.S. Uh, the ammunition and parts will be for CV-90 infantry fighting vehicles. Archer artillery systems and Leopard 2 tanks. All quality stuff. It will include mine clearing equipment and ammunition for air defense systems. Boy, that sounds familiar with what the United States just gave. Uh, which Johnson says were crucial, crucial to prevent Russia from achieving, achieving air supremacy in Ukraine. Sweden announced in January that it would be sending 50 of its armored combat vehicles to Ukraine and pledged to send its mobile Archer artillery system and in-law shoulder-launched anti-tank missiles. The following month, which would be February, it said it was also sending around 10 Leopard 2 tanks, along with Iris-T and Hawk air defense missile systems. During the spring and winter, we sent large materiel packages, materiel with an E, that is to say a number of systems. Now we are making sure the Ukrainians in the long term are able to use these to reach success on the battlefield, Johnson told reporters. He said the government aimed to have Parliament vote on the package Thursday, which is tomorrow, which would enable the government to move forward on Friday. Shortly after the start of Russia's invasion of 22, Sweden broke with its doctrine of not delivering weapons to countries at war, pledging thousands of AT-4 anti-tank weapons. The Scandinavian countries also donated $493 million in humanitarian and civilian aid. 
So there you go. Sweden, they probably make the best uh, anti-armor weapons in the world, right? Those cats know what they're doing. Uh, moving on. Germany. Allies send new reconnaissance drone counter-U.S. systems to Ukraine. This is from Defense Post. Vivian Machi, 14 August. Ukraine's allies in Europe are sending Ukraine new unmanned aerial systems and counter-drone equipment. The German weapons maker Rheinmetall, who we just talked about, is preparing to send its Luna NG, which means next generation. Why didn't I trademark next generation years ago? Uh, unmanned reconnaissance drone to Kiev, the company announced 14 August. The system should be delivered by the end of the year. A little bit about the Luna NG. It's part of a sizable military aid package for Ukraine initiated by the German government in July. Uh, the Bundeswehr, I think that's how you say it. It's army, I think, in German, calls the system Hussar. Per Rheinmetall, it includes a ground control station, several UAVs, as well as a catapult launch, an optional net equipment for catching the drones, and equipment for rapid repair. The system is mounted on a Rheinmetall HX truck, with a swap body system. They can do about anything with that HX truck, man. The company asserts the drone can remain aloft for over 12 hours and maintain a data link of 100K, normally, and up to 300K when fitted with optional satellite communication equipment. The Bundeswehr, Wehr, I think that means Army, has operated Luna UAV systems since early 2000s. The German Ministry of Defense did not respond to questions regarding the total number of units procured, nor the number of units going to Ukraine. Berlin has already delivered a number of reconnaissance drones to Ukraine, including 88 vector drones from Quantum Systems, 20 RQ-35 Hydron Systems from the Danish company Skywatch, and 32 unspecified reconnaissance drones as of 9 August. Meanwhile, Ukraine will also receive a series of Cortex Typhon counter-UAS systems, counter systems made by Norway's Konsberg. The delivery consists of several Cortex Typhon systems developed to counter a wide spectrum of UAVs with solutions to either physically harm or otherwise disable the aerial threat, Konsberg said in a 14 dry July, I'm sorry, 14 August press release. The Konsberg contract value is valued at 72 million U.S. per the company. As part of the delivery, the Norwegian government has donated Dingo 2 armored vehicle personnel carriers. Konsberg remote weapon systems and additional weapons, the day of delivery, nor the number of units was not given. That's a nice story there. Who wrote that? Vivian Machi. Good story. Uh, let's see what else. Sweden, Germany. Oh, Poland. And then Japan. And then we're done. Uh, here we go. Poland signs deal for light reconnaissance vehicles, heavy infantry vehicles, and APCs. This is from Bart's. Bardo Glowacki uh, from Breaking Defense. I always enjoy doing a story about Poland because these guys are taking their defense serious. This is from 14 August uh, from Breaking Defense. I'm sorry. The companies of Polish Armaments Group, PG, PGZ, uh, this morning announced a trio of contracts with Poland's MDD, MND Armament Agency. So here's the three contracts. One for a supply of 400 light reconnaissance vehicles, two framework contracts for supply of heavy infantry combat vehicles, and one contract for new wheeled armored personnel carriers. I'm sorry, you need to read the article 
to do it justice because a lot of it is in uh, kind of Polish uh, language. You know, I can't pronounce some of these vehicles. Just know it's light reconnaissance vehicles is the first one. Heavy infantry combat vehicles is the second one. And the third one is a wheeled APC. There you go. Uh, this is a continuation of Poland's massive de uh, massive defense spending spree during the last two years. Uh, the author does a good job of kind of summing all that up. We've already talked about that. Uh, the first of three, the first of today's three contracts signed by PGC and Rosamac covers the approximately 400 LPRs in a four by four chassis. That LPR is the light reconnaissance vehicle. It's a four by four chassis. Uh, delivery period is 24 to 20. 2024 to 2030. Uh, the, this vehicle is a pollinization of the Korean family of KLTV vehicles. Uh, the vehicle is equipped with armor, providing ballistic protection level one. It has a 225 horsepower engine. It also has run flat system for the tires. It's equipped with 7.62 or 12.7 millimeter, which is like 50 cal or a 40 millimeter grade launcher. Weighs 5.7 ton, and it's kind of a, fills the gap between light vehicles and heavier systems. Doesn't say how many troops it carries. All right, the next one is the heavy infantry, heavy infantry fighting vehicle. <clears throat> uh, let's see. It's called a uh, CBWP. The main armament for this uh, fighting vehicle is a 30 millimeter Bushmaster. It's got a turret with a 7.62. And it's got two anti-tank missile launchers, and I think they're using the Spike long-range anti-tank guided missile, but they could use the Javelin. Sounds like a, a monster here. The chassis is using elements of the Crab self-propelled gun howitzer. It allows a three-person crew and eight soldiers in the back. And its mission is to engage armored and unarmored, target, armored and unarmored targets. Uh, manpower shelters, field fortifications... It has ballistic and anti-mine protection. And the last one is this wheeled vehicle. Uh, they want to buy between 28 and 35, 2028 and 2035, several hundred. It's equipped with a remote control weapon station and logistics training package. Not much on that one. And that's it. So three different, more vehicles for uh, Poland. Bottom line. You got to read the article yourself. I really didn't do the article justice. Finally, last story. What am I doing on time? 22 minutes? That's a good story from Japan. No, I might do. I got a story that I might do. I got time. Let's do this one. This is a real good one, too. This is from Defense News. Mike Yu, 15 August. Japanese F-35s to make inaugural deployment to Australia. Good story here. Japan will send its fifth generation F-35 stealth fighters overseas for the first time later this month to take part in exercises in northern Australia. Japanese Air Self-Defense Force, or JASDF, said in a release Monday that four Lockheed Martin F-35A models uh, from the 3rd Air Wing at Misawa will undertake a two-week deployment. According to the release, the deployment will suggest take part in exercises flying via Anderson Air Force Base, which is in Guam, to Darwin and Tyndall in Australia's Northern Territory. Uh, Bowen's KC-767 tanker, Lockheed Martin C-130 and two Kawasaki C-2 airlifters will support the F-35s for the exercises that begin 21 August and end on 2 September. This is the first time that Japan has sent F-35s overseas for training 
and this follows the deployment of five Mitsubishi F-2 fighters to Australia for the first time in 2022 when they took part in the multinational pitch black air combat exercise. We talked about that years, months ago. The Royal Australian Air Force F-35s will deploy to Japan in early September for exercise Bushido Guardian, a joint air combat training activity between the two countries, according to a joint announcement by Australia's defense and foreign ministers. Australia will also participate in exercise Yamasakura as a, full, as a participant for the first time with more than 150 personnel traveling to Japan in December for a land warfare exercise. The agreement of exercises comes as a reciprocal access agreement, or RAA, between both countries. Uh, this agreement provides legal framework for greater cooperation between the defense forces of both countries. That's a very good article by Mike Yeo. I used every bit of it. Usually when I uh, do my notes, I kind of highlight the stuff I want to talk about. This whole article is highlighted. Uh, do I got one more time? Yeah, I got one more story in me. This is, if I can find it. It's a Lebanon story, a Lebanese Navy story. I didn't even know Lebanon had a Navy, but they do. Um, I'm rambling on while I look for it. Please bear with me. Here it is. This is from Defense, I'm sorry, Breaking Defense, from Agnes Helou, 15 August today. Lebanese Navy to soon receive three protector class boats from the United States. Uh, Lebanese Navy experts, I'm sorry, the Lebanese Navy expects to receive three protector class patrol boats in the coming days as part of United States military aid. But the country's naval commander said Beirut will need twice that number, plus larger patrol boats to better secure its maritime borders. Uh, Lebanese, Lebanon expects to accept the first three protector class vessels on 21 August, a source told Breaking Defense. A State Department official told Breaking Defense the United States is providing maintenance and training to support the transfer of protector-class patrol boats to the Lebanese Armed Forces, LAF. Crew training began earlier this year. The United States takes a total package approach to foreign military sales to ensure customers are able to fully employ capabilities to meet their security requirements. Uh, these vessels will boost uh, Lebanon's Navy capabilities at the highest level. But a higher capability indicates a higher responsibility. This is a quote, by the way. I'm sure that in a very short period of time, if those vessels are not correctly supported, their efficiency will support will fall short of executing the mission they are intended to execute. That is from retired Lebanese Army Brigadier General Hitti, who served as the Director of Operations and Deputy Chief of Staff for Planning. He told that to Breaking Defense. Uh, still, he said the new ships will help protect the Lebanese territorial waters an exclusive economic zone and all resources. Also, the Lebanese Navy is already doing its best to control illegal immigration and other smuggling activities. And he is sure that these three vessels will be an efficiency multiplier. And that's from Brigadier General Retired Hitti. Any more on that? Yep, a little bit more. Uh, the Lebanese Armed Forces is slated to receive $150 million in foreign military funds from the United States for FY23. Uh, but a State Department official said that figure is not final. Uh, here's another quote from that official. The United States remains committed to providing security assistance for the Lebanese armed forces to strengthen Lebanon's sovereignty, secure its borders, counter internal threats, and disrupt terrorist uh, facilitation. Facilitation, I guess that's the word. 
I think I know what that means. Anyway, the official also expects the United States to, to request $150 million in FY24 as well. And that's in the story, uh, into the story. That's our first Lebanon story, I think. And it's a Lebanon Navy story. So glad we could do it. It only took four minutes. Am I missing anything? Uh, I don't think so. One, two, three. That's it. All right. Episode 154 is in the books. I think it's episode 154. Uh, Pretty short episode, 28 minutes. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, and good night.